Chances are, if you're like most people, you have a meaningful relationship with someone who's a generation or two older or a generation or two younger than you, whether it's a grandchild or a grandparent or a good mentor or friend. I know in my life, I have a mentor who's about two generations older than me and she has taught me a lot about the Bible, about faith, about just living life. In our message for today, we're kind of in this interesting part in the Christmas story. We're kind of in between Christmas and kind of the rest of, a, of the liturgical year leading up to Easter, where we're going to explore a story that picks up right where our Christmas Eve sermon left off, actually. See, right after the shepherds visited Mary, Mary and Joseph had to go to Jerusalem to do a ritual to get purified after giving birth to a child. And along the way, they met this couple named Anna and Simeon. And Anna and Simeon were way older than Mary and Joseph. And through that relationship, Mary and Joseph learn more about who Jesus is going to be and what Jesus' birth means for the people of Israel. And in the message today, our senior pastor, Margaret De Vega, unpacks that story and draws some parallels to what that can teach us about building relationships across generations. Chances are you experienced that this Christmas season. So take a listen to this message. Let's pray together. Oh God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, that we might be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. On the one hand, it feels like Christmas is over, last Monday has come and gone, and so have the rituals of gathering with family and friends and, and giving and receiving gifts. Some of you may have even started to take down your tree and your lights. And with today being New Year's Eve, you're already turning your attention to the year ahead. On the other hand, we know that Christmas is as much a season as it is a day. And liturgically speaking, we are still very much in that season. We are amid the 12 days of Christmas, as you heard earlier that span of time between the birth of Jesus and the arrival of the Magi on Epiphany Day. So it is still very much appropriate between now and January 6th to wish each other Merry Christmas, which is sure to get you a few odd looks in return. But in Luke's Gospel, we discover the basis for an even longer observance of Christmas, it's a story that only he tells among all the gospel writers. Forty days, 40 days after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple to be blessed and for Mary to go through the required ritual of purification, having given birth. So, in many European Christian traditions, Christmas extends for 40 days after Christmas, from Christmas Day until February 2nd. That day is called Candlemas, Candlemas, where people come in to have their candles for the year blessed in the church. And in most other churches, including this one, including ours, we have a name for this season after Christmas. We call it Epiphany, a season of celebrating the light that has come into the world. But here's what is important to note. Whether one is observing Christmas for just one day, or 12 days, or 40 days, the season of Christmas serves as a bridge, a bridge between two periods of time, the year we're leaving behind and the new year to come, that which is old 
and that which is new. And the way Luke tells the story, Christmas also offers this most important bridge between older and younger generations. Mary and Joseph were young, atypically young to be parents. And in the temple that day, there were two people on the complete opposite end of the generational spectrum, an old priest named Simeon and an elderly prophetess widow named Anna. God had given Simeon a promise that he would not die before he could see the Messiah for himself. And God had given Anna a gift, the ability to see the future of God's promise fulfilled through the arrival of Jesus. And when Mary and Joseph met Anna and Simeon, when, when these two Gen Zers met these two baby boomers, there, was an, there emerged an unmistakable bridge not just between the old year and the new year, not just between Christmas and Epiphany, but between two groups of people separated by age, but connected by faith. I wonder, I wonder if you have experienced the same thing these last several days. I, I suspect that for you and me, there is one common thread in the way that we just celebrated Christmas. I bet in most every gathering of family, Generations came together. Kids, parents, grandkids, aunts and uncles, all in the same place. I bet in some of your cases, four or even five generations of family gathered in one house as elderly people gave hugs and kisses to their grandkids. Take a moment, would you, to think about your favorite images of generations coming together these past few days. A grandparent asking a grandchild how their semester in school went and hearing about all the amazing things that they were learning. Kids laughing at stories their grandparents told about their parents when they were little and the parents giving the grandparents a horrified side eye in response. Teenagers showing their grandparents the latest reel on Instagram or clip on TikTok or post on Facebook as their grandparents marvel at what in the world is an Instagram, a TikTok, or a Facebook. Older generations recounting life lessons and quipping one-liners. Young generations listening, receiving, and appreciating. A table with all these people gathered together, loving and learning from each other. Christmas is not just a bridge across seasons of time. It's a bridge across time itself, a bridge across the generations. Luke's Christmas story begins with a bridge between two cousins distanced by age, brought together through the joy of new life. And it ends here in a bridge between a generation who was longing for a promise to be fulfilled and the generation who was bringing that promise to fulfillment. Regardless of what stage of life you find yourself in today, Christmas reminds us of the need for each generation to give and receive love and support to generations that are younger and older, because we all need each other. One of my most vivid memories from my childhood is from seasons of time when my grandparents, who were from the Philippines, were living with us in St. Petersburg. 
They were my mother's parents, Enaro and Seria Rojas, my maternal grandparents. They were with us uh, from the Philippines for several months at a time. And shortly after their first arrival, my parents taught me and my brothers to observe an important nightly ritual with my grandparents. It was called Mano Po. Mano Po. Po is the Tagalog term for uh, of reverence for the elderly. And Mano means hand. Basically, it's a gesture of respect and honor for your elderly relatives. So each night I had to walk up to each of my grandparents and request of them in my best Tagalog, Manopo, Manopo. In response, they would extend their hand out to me, palm down. And in a sign of reverence, I would then bow my head and touch my forehead to the back of their hand. And then they would utter a word of blessing on me before I went to bed. At first, I thought it was a silly thing when my parents told me to do it, but, but over time, it became a natural thing to do and, and one that I actually looked forward to. What I learned to love about it is how it became a bridge between me and my grandparents, not just in terms of age, but also in terms of culture, language, because it would require me to speak their language by speaking in Tagalog, Manopo. And then they would always respond back to me in my language, in one of the few English words that they first learned to say. May God bless you, they would say. Of course, I can also remember times when it became downright comical, like the nights when I had to go to bed while my parents were hosting a, a party in our home. Nearly everyone in the house was older than me. So my mom not only told me to go to bed, but to manopo every elderly person in the house. I had to touch my forehead to so many wrinkly backhands that I nearly got whiplash. But it was an important ritual. I can see that now. Before I laid to rest the day before, and before I went to bed and awoke, to a brand new day, there needed to be a bridge between the generations, a mutually imparted blessing between the young and the old, to hear them say to each other, God bless you. Friends, we don't, we don't know what the year ahead will bring us. None of us do. But we can be assured of this, that not one of us is alone. And we need the shared blessing of young and old and all generations to make it through the year. Will you take a lesson from Luke's story of Anna and Simeon and create more opportunities to bridge the generations of your family and friends together? You know, there's so much counter pressure in our culture today to disparage the perspectives of generations that are older and younger than ours. As if, as if our particular generation was the keeper of all wisdom and insight and every other generation is clueless. I couldn't help but imagine this past week if Luke's gospel were written today, this would have been the exchange between Simeon and Mary. Simeon, this child 
is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. And Mary says, okay, boomer. So this upcoming year, whenever you find yourself at generational odds with someone, take a breath, take a lesson from Luke, Lean into those differences, and instead of disparaging them, discover what you both might have to learn from each other. Younger people, what are some things you want to learn from your grandparents or older family members or friends this year? What moments will you create to connect with them? What, what stories do you hope you hear from them? Older people, what are some things you want to learn from your grandkids? or from younger family members or friends? What words of encouragement and appreciation do you have to give them? And what hope for the future do you see in them? And how will you tell them? And for all of us who have generations of older and younger than us, how will you give thanks for what you have been given by those who've come before you? And what will you impart to those who follow you? And how will you be a bridge between the two? Maybe among the resolutions that you choose to make and keep for 2024, you can try to create more moments of delightful exchange between family members who are younger and older than each other. Christmas is a time of honoring the past and anticipating the future. And you can keep that spirit alive all year round. Let's pray together. Oh God, we thank you for sending to us the gift of Jesus Christ, who is for us the bridge between us and you and with each other. We give thanks for all that you have done through the work of your son. And we remember that day when he was presented in the temple as a child and, and the impact that he made on the one who was longing for his arrival. You, you draw us into that same encounter today. And in Jesus, we can find new life and possibility, connection with each other, freedom from our sins, and the destruction of the power of death itself. You bring us all together, young and old, and across the divide of our differences. So empower us to learn from each other in love and mutual support that we might be the people that you intend for us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope this message resonated with some of the things that you felt over this Christmas season. Maybe it makes you want to call somebody up or write somebody a card or just send somebody a message on Facebook to tell them how much they mean to you. That might be a way that you can practically put this message into action this week. Now, next week, we're starting a whole new series called You Are Not Alone. You're not going to want to miss it. It kind of deals with this loneliness epidemic idea that you've probably heard about on the news and how we need more community in our lives. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. If you want to go deeper with this message, though, there are reflection questions and next steps that you can take at the next steps link in the notes below. And one last thing before we sign off, as we're wrapping up the year, if you want to partner with us in ministry in this coming year, one way you can do that is through submitting an estimate of giving. 
All it is is a way of you telling us what you think you might give to this church over the next year, typically on a monthly basis. And it's your way of saying, I believe in the mission of this church, whether locally in the Tampa Bay area, if you attend one of our local churches or in the online space, if you watch online. To do that, it's really simple. You can go to hydeparkumc.org slash EOG and submit an estimate of giving. Thanks so much for your generosity. Thanks so much for watching and joining us in the online space this year. We look forward to a great 2024. I'm Matt Hotho. I'll see you next time.